For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not public. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. and gentlemen almost blew my eardrums out there welcome to your thursday edition of over the line that's right so excited to be back here and actually start the show with very few problems usually it's like a a madhouse as we get this thing started uh that wasn't the case today which uh, is really awesome so uh, here we are. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's our first time actually using our old uh, intro, which I don't know if YouTube's going to kick me off for that or what. I technically made the intro, but I don't know. These copyright people are a bunch of a bunch of pansies. Anyway, uh, happy Thursday, as Charles Allen Head would say. Hope you guys are doing well, doing fantastic. Hope you're not marching in the streets, screaming, no justice, no peace, and all that. We got some new features for you guys. Uh, something that we've been talking about for a while, we've been trying to figure out, and, and my man Tali really came through on this front. Uh, he introduced me to a website called Anchor, anchor.fm, and it's a way for us to do something that we've been wanting to do. And that is uh, publish the audio of the, of, of the show. So people can listen to it or download it and take it with them. If they don't have data, they can download it at home, go listen to it the next day while they're on the road. Or if they're just in rural areas where you don't have a signal, we wanted to figure out how we could do that. And this anchor.fm seems to be the, the ticket to make that happen um also they they monetize stuff and all that kind of stuff so anytime we can get more money that's uh that's a good thing too but we're trying that out we're going to see how that works we're actually recording the show live on anchor right now so when this show is over uh, it should be published i don't know what the quality is going to be like with us recording straight to anchor but we will see uh, but Anchor's number one. I, I really like it. So far, I'm not giving my stamp of approval just yet, although there is uh, a, a commercial for them voiced by me. They made me do that for like $10. So $10 is $10, you know what I'm saying? So we'll be doing that, and we'll have that posted on the website. Uh, probably not until tomorrow, but 
you can still go to the Anchor site, uh, our page on Anchor itself, and and listen to it there, download it there, whatever. And it should be pretty easy. But we want it all to be on one kind of central hub where it's all right there on the website. So we'll make that happen as well. So uh, I think that's the only real update I got for you guys today. It's a little cold. As most of y'all know, it was absolutely freezing this morning if you're in uh, Alabama. I guess if it's freezing in Alabama, that means it's freezing everywhere else. Um, But it was cold. It was real cold. And it's still kind of cold. It's not cold like it was this morning, but it's cold. It's cold because I got my trusty crotch heater here, so we're good. We're going to make it through these two hours. 646-668-2714 is the number that will get you in if you want to Make that happen, 646-668-2714. I'm going to start encouraging you guys to call the show. I know that thing's kind of new. Oops. I know that's kind of new, and some of y'all don't really want to call the show, but uh, we enjoy the interaction, so hit us up. Not to mention, I'm not used to having (laughs) – I'm not used to not having phone calls because when we were on the radio, it was like the phone calls were – Phone lines were always packed out, so we never had to worry about that. But that's okay. We're going to get through it anyway. Over the line on Facebook, also uh, at Andrew McLean, who on Twitter and right here on YouTube, if you're watching live, it's over the line. Is it over the line? It's over the line podcast. I think it's just over the line. Uh, Make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell and all that jazz so you know when we go live. The point of podcasting is not really to do the show live. And there's not a whole lot of people that do their podcast live. The point of it is to record it and then put it out there for people to just go back and watch or listen to whenever they want to. Uh, But we love y'all and we want to like kind of hang out with y'all for a couple hours a day every day why we do this that's why we got a little chat room so we can talk to y'all in a little chat room on your little phone on your little keyboard um headline to the day let me run that down real quick for you um let's see what do we got stock market stock market taking a tremendous tumble today really uh, wiping out all the gains for the year which is kind of crazy but it started making its way back that was spurred by the arrest of this uh, this head honcho at the biggest phone manufacturing company in China. You know, we got those trade talks going on with China and things seem to be going good. And then we've had to go arrest this person uh, because of uh, breaching some part of the Iran sanctions. So as we get details on that, we'll kind of sift through that and see what exactly that means. But that's been one of the top stories of the day outside of uh, the final leg of the the George H.W. Bush uh, funeral. They are, I believe they may be at the gravesite now. Uh, but it's not, there's not press there or anything from what I understand. It's just kind of a family thing as they lay him to rest for the final time. Uh, but those are the two major things going on today. Uh, here locally, if you are in the state of Alabama or if you're not, you've probably seen this at some point. The Galleria Mall shooting backlash 
protest, no justice, no peace. Carlos anger thingy that's been going on here. Uh, that thing may be reaching a fever pitch as there are groups that are trying to bolster this group of protesters. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that means make the group larger or more effective or cause more problems or whatever the case is, but, uh, it's not subsiding. We can say that much. It's actually only getting worse. Mayor, uh, Frank Bercato, mayor of, Hoover, Alabama, made some media rounds today. He was on uh, Birmingham talk station 105.5 WERC. And I think he was on there with JT, for those of you that know who that is. And I did not get to listen to it. So I really don't know what is or, or what was said, but I'm sure the answers that we were all looking for weren't really there. I say, and, and listen, I'm, I'm the first person to say radio interviews are number one. And if there's any opportunity for somebody to come on this show uh, or, or whatever the case, even if it's not alleviating the problem that we'll be discussing, I say, let's go radio interview. But in this case, since I'm not actually getting an interview from the guy, I say less radio interviews, more handcuffs. If we can do more arrests of protesters than we do interviews, that would be great. Maybe we can work on that. Work on that ratio. More zip ties, less interviews, please. I want to see some protesters getting arrested. So that's out there. We'll talk a little bit about that. What else? I've got uh, some stuff on the Mueller front. I'll tell you about Judge Napolitano coming straight out in an interview. Uh, he was on some radio show. Who was he with? He was on the Dan Abrams show. And I'll play you that audio, but it references the indictment of Donald Trump Jr. That's right. So we'll talk about that. Uh, also, I got some Michael Avenatti stuff, or as Donald Trump says, Aviante. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo getting into a cat fight on air last night. It was the most amazing thing that I've seen on CNN in a long time. It's must-watch television. I'm telling you. I'll play the audio of that. Um, what else? That's really the big uh, headline to the day. I got some stuff from that dude, uh, the Florida Georgia line guy. I referenced him yesterday as we were talking about the Democrats uh, in the House, their new agenda for this upcoming session. Now that they've got control of the House, this guy is, is kind of saying the same thing that they're saying. Uh, he posted a new post on Instagram. I, I think it was either yesterday or maybe this morning, but he's talking about gun control. And much like we talked about the, the Christian artist that says she doesn't know if gay marriage is a sin or not, as a country artist, it's best that you just don't lob yourself into the gun control issue if you are going to plead for more gun control. It just seems like a bad idea. It's like you might as well be calling for the prohibition of, of alcohol. 
in saying we need to ban alcohol yet again as a country singer or as a rapper. I'm going through stereotypes now. Uh, coming out as a rapper and saying we need to abolish marijuana. We can't have these states legalizing marijuana. What other stereotype can I think of? Oh, uh, I think that's about it. That's all I got. So we'll talk a little bit about that. XFL in the news. Also some, some things we missed out on yesterday that I never got to talk about. PETA, 300-pound women. Uh, another lady throwing hot grease on somebody in the heat of the moment. During an argument. And uh, what else? Hold on. I'm going to my I'm going to my reference point drudge report. Who's always there for me? Drudge. Matt Drudge is always there for me. Um oh the Golden Globes. How many of y'all watch the Golden Globes? Nobody? I, I don't either. Uh, but there's a lot of talk about the Golden Globes today. Apparently, Chris, wait. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Kevin Hart. Getting my comedians mixed up. Kevin Hart is supposed to be uh, be hosting this thing. Am I? Do I have that right? Is it the Emmys or the Golden Globes or the Oscars? I don't even have a clue. Anyway, they release their, release their what you call it, their nominees and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that stuff was important back in the day where... You didn't have the plethora of of entertainment and and things to watch and do and listen to. People used to pay attention to this stuff, but does anybody really watch these award shows anymore? I mean, the only time I, I even know what's happened during those is when the media is talking about them. So it almost feels like that the only people watching these award shows are the media who then turn around and tell us about what happened. And we all sit here like, we don't care. Don't really care what happened. Unless it's some big controversy, which you know there will be. A bunch of Hollywood elitists up on stage talking down to us, talking bad about our president and all this, that and the other. Who in the world would want to watch that? Back when award shows were good, like the MTV Music Awards, you remember that? You remember when one artist or band would get snubbed and then they'd go up on stage and start talking smack? The time Limp Biscuit got an award over Rage Against the Machine and the guitarist or the bass player got on stage and started scaling the, the, the stage decorations the stage props that's that's good quality award show that's the stuff i would watch not this not people preaching to me about how i should feel politically or how i should feel on hot button issues like gun control and abortion come on come on cuz you know what i'm saying uh, that's another thing that's out there. I really doubt we'll talk about that, but if I get desperate and we don't have any phone calls, that's what I'll do. I'll go that route. It'll be an unfortunate set of, uh, circumstances. I saw something else on Drudge. Uh, actually it's from the wall street journal and it, it talks about, uh, 
carpooling in the age of Uber. And they call it the ride from hell. And if Wall Street Journal will let me read this without paying, they talk about uh, this lady. I guess it's a lady. Maybe a dude. Yeah, it's a lady. Uh, from New Jersey, saying on days when she is drawn into Uber's version of the vulnerable American uh, tradition known as Uber Pool, she says her anxiety skyrockets. She says it's a feeling of not knowing whether or not your passenger, your passengers are going to bond or clash over any little thing. A couple of months ago, she picked up two customers who battled before her eyes. The second passenger got in and requested that I turn the radio on. As I reached to turn it on, the first passenger said she preferred for there to be no music during the ride. <laughs> so she's an Uber driver, and she's talking about all these instances of people being, her riders being nightmares. I do this, okay, as most of y'all know. I've yet to have a situation like that. I mean, most of the people that are riding around with me are super cool. And maybe that's just a geographical thing where we're in Alabama, Southern hospitality, everybody's nice. Maybe I'm just on the right side of town. I don't know. Uh, the only thing that's happened that were that, that are bad things since I've been doing it are 100% my fault. It's never on the the writer. I did have one guy who uh, smelt like three-week-old garbage and kept trying to convince me that he could detail my car. But other than that, I haven't really had a bad situation. But for these people, it's different. Think about it in New Jersey, how bad it would be to uh, do carpool there because everybody's, uh, I don't want to say everybody, but there's a lot of people that are jerks. They're just brash people. They're not like we are down here in the South. We're all nice and kind to each other. And then people up there are just kind of blunt. And they may not mean it in a nefarious way, but that's how we would take it. So note to self, never drive Uber uh, in the north, north of the Mason-Dixon line. Just a bad idea. According to the Wall Street Journal, you'll take note of that if you're going to be doing some rideshare stuff. Uh, I think that'll about do it as far as the headlines of the day. We'll come back on the other side and we will start talking about the stuff and the things. If you got anything you want to talk about, these things, these topics are wide open. So give us a call 646-668-2714. 646-668-2714. Also here on the YouTubes, make sure you subscribe. Go to OverTheLineShow.com. Get all the Over the Line stuff you could possibly want and uh, hook it up. We will be back here in a moment. Don't forget when you go to the OverTheLineShow.com, go to the bottom, subscribe to the newsletter, just enter your email and submit. That is all you have to do. There's been a ton of you guys do that, and I appreciate it. So uh, just keep them coming. That way we can keep in touch with you. Back after this, y'all hang tight.
show, overthelineshow.com. Check it out, check it out, check it out. 646-668-2714. is the number you want to get in. Uh, my peeps in Green Hill, Alabama. Tell everybody in Green Hill I said hey. I don't know if I've ever been to Green Hill. Also, South Haven, Mississippi. Coming in loud and clear. I apologize for everything I've ever said that was bad about Mississippi. I really didn't mean it. I actually like Mississippi. I have to. Mississippi, I got to like Ole Miss. In a sense, because that's where Archie Manning's from. It's where Eli's from. And unfortunately, out of those three, Peyton, Eli, and, and Archie, only one of them picked the right school. Uh, but still, I don't hate Mississippi. Athens, Alabama as well. Where you at, cuz? Y'all just, y'all just start listing off where you're at. Uh, I know if you are listening or watching the show after the fact, you can't tell me where you're at because you're not watching it live, but uh, this is a reminder right now for you that's listening to the recorded show to start watching it live. Go to the YouTubes, go to the blog talk, and listen live. Now, if you guys uh, if you guys do not want to watch the video and you still shout out to Pelham, and you want to um Listen to the show, not do it on YouTube, but you want to listen to it live. Uh, you can go to Blog Talk Radio and listen to it from there. It's just as effective, if you will. You can go there and you can listen to it. Uh, you're only going to get the audio version. The quality is not as good, uh, but still, it's uh, it's another platform to consume the show. Uh, we have several people over there that listen through that, and that's also what provides us our phone lines, uh, where we can talk to you guys at 646-668-2714. Um, all right, everybody's listing off their their where they're at. Uh, Green Hill, uh, South Haven, uh, Athens, Pelham, Bombingham, Alabama. Princeton, Missouri. How about that? Ralph makes my head hurt. I miss Ralph. I I think I've got Ralph's phone number somewhere. I should call him and make him call the show. I've got an entire list of people that used to call us on the line that I need to get a hold of so they will call this show. We just haven't been as effective as, as we want to be just yet. I'm getting the word out to uh, to people, to the old peeps. Uh, Interstate, Charlotte, North Carolina, Coleman, Alabama. Yeah, buddy. I like it. I like it. Uh, speaking of Coleman, I'm trying to get together with uh, the likes of Michael Hart, Scott Beeson, uh, Big Dave, and the rest of the crew for us to do something in Coleman. Now, when I say I'm trying to get together, I haven't really talked to him about it. But I've got a, I've got a vision. I got a dream. And my dream is that one day, 
one day we're going to be in Coleman, Alabama. It's going to be that bunch of people, that group of people. And we're going to invite you guys to come hang out, whether we do that at a, a restaurant or a, a bar or something. We want to be able to do something to just kind of hang out with you guys and, and let y'all know how much we appreciate you. Not only sticking with us when we were on public airwaves, but also uh, going the going the extra mile, giving the extra effort to follow us here on the internets and on the YouTubes and on the blog talks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Charles Allenhead will be uh, will be on the show. I have to get in touch with him as well. I know y'all really want to hear that. I would like to hear from him though. Here's here's one thing I need. I need to hear from Charles Allenhead so I can know what he thinks about the protest in Hoover. Now I I gotta assume that he's been calling radio stations talking about this topic. I just haven't heard. So I don't know. Uh I don't know how he feels. And you never know with Charles and some of that stuff. You never know which way he's gonna go. He's a very uh uh, one side or the other kind of guy, he, he's he's not just always on one side of the argument. So, um, remember he was he was against the the protest in Ferguson. He was pro police and the Michael Brown stuff. So, who knows? I mean, really, none of us should be on one side or the other. We all should be on the side of, hey, can we wait on the evidence, please? Some people don't want to do that. There's also talk of protest, which they said they're going to be protesting every night until they get their justice or whatever. Um, That they're going to be protesting, make t- taking their protest to some schools. And I, I don't really want to speak on that because I don't really know. But that's that's the stuff I'm hearing. Oh, uh, Charles said he would uh, he would have blasted the guy. <laughs> All right, there. Uh, that sounds like Charles Allen hit. Uh, let me give you this since we're on this topic. Uh, I think Yellowhammer News posted this article. I got to find it on Twitter real quick. Um, and it is a. It is about the the attempt to bolster these these protests. Now, as soon as I find it, I'll give it to you. Just hang on. Hold your horses. I'll get there here in a second. They're they're getting some outside groups, I believe. And I think Samantha sent me this on a on a tweet. Maybe I just need to look through my stuff and I can find it. Um, yeah, here we go. This is not from Yellhammer. This is from the Hoover Sun. Uh, apparently groups have been joining forces to bolster the police shooting protest, calling for a quote unquote war against Hoover. And I'll just give this to you as it's uh, read. It shows a photo of Kara McClure who is a leader in these protests, I guess with this Carlos guy, uh, showing her leading a crowd of about 200 people in a chant at a meeting at the Muhammad Mosque number 69 in Birmingham yesterday. 
So she's at the old Muhammad Mosque with her fist in the air, getting 200 people cranked up to get out and protest. Why has Muhammad got to be involved in this? I don't know if y'all know this, but this Muhammad guy, he probably would be on the side of the police. I mean, you see what they do to people just for things like driving while female? <laughs> Come on. You get your head cut off for that. Several groups have joined forces to bolster the protest over the Hoover police shooting at the River Chase Gallery on Thanksgiving night and are calling for a war against the entire city of Hoover. So on Wednesday night, members of groups such as the Nation of Islam, Black Lives Matter, New Black Panther Party, and Jefferson County Millennial Democrats. Boy, could you imagine what what the what the the group of uh Jefferson County Millennial Democrat, what that group looks like? Bunch of skinny jeans, latte sipping nerdy white kids, I guarantee you. Um they all gathered at the Muhammad Mosque number 69 in Birmingham for a Justice for EJ Community Forum. And an estimated 200 people were there in the standing only, standing room only organizational meeting. Uh, speaker said it's time to rally the troops for a war to get justice for EJ Bradford Jr who was shot and killed by Hoover police on November 22nd, da, 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 da. And the target of that war is the entire city of Hoover. They're going to war against a city, which is apparently a thing now. Uh, protesters and Bradford's family have said the shooting was unjustified and the police officers uh, should be, this police officer should be charged with capital murder. The attorney for the Bradford family said Bradford was shot three times from behind as he fled the scene of the shooting. Now, where do they get that information? And I'm just kind of catching people up that, that have been out of the loop on this. Uh, they hired their own private uh, autopsy guy or whatever. So their autopsy guy, and, and whatever you call him. I know some of y'all are screaming at me right now trying to tell me what is, what that what the person's called. I don't know. Um. He gets in there and uh, does his thing. I guess he'd be a mortician. Okay, I'm, I'm dropping it. He gets in there and does his thing, and he comes up with the conclusion that E.J. Bradford had been shot three times in the back. Well, not in the back, but from behind to, to set the scene of, here's a kid, he's running away, and cops are just firing off shots at him. That's That's where that comes from. You go on and it says um, Hoover police have placed uh, the officer on administrative leave while Aaliyah investigates Bradford shooting, blah, 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 blah. Hoover officials said the investigation is out of their hands and pleaded with the public to be patient. But protesters are demanding action even before the investigation is complete. So these threats to escalate the war. Medical examiner, that's exactly what the word I was looking for. I think. Maybe not. 
the speakers at the mosque made it clear that this war is about much more than Bradford's death and is about to escalate. This Carlos kid said that they will continue almost daily protest in Hoover and are preparing for a huge protest next week. Uh, this Clara McClure lady said that they are bringing in people from out of state this weekend to train people here how to effectively conduct protests. Now imagine if that's your job, like you, you, you've got your role in the, the protest organization thingy and they're like all right what we're gonna do is we're gonna assign you to train people how to stand in the middle of the interstate now there's a technique to it and if you just follow my instructions you'll be the best middle of the interstate stander anybody's ever seen what do you train what i mean do you train people to act like animals because that seems to be natural instincts I, I don't see a lot of i don't see a lot of thinking things through when these people are out protesting i see them just acting off raw emotion and just using that to act like animals not that uh, they just don't seem to me they don't come off as somebody who is trained to protest in the the the, the right manner. Like there's actually some sort of organization to it. The only organization that they've got going on is the fact that they're able to get, all get together in the same place and stand in the middle of the interstate. But we'll keep an eye on this. Uh... I'm sure there will be protest going on tonight and we will uh we'll be talking about that tomorrow or as that stuff warrants and, and there's sometimes I mean if there's ever breaking news that's that big and we need to go live immediately we'll do that on Facebook so if you aren't logged in or you you haven't liked our Facebook page make sure you go do that so uh you can get us whenever something like that comes up anyway uh, that's what is, uh, going on there. We'll, we may talk a little more about that. We may not, I don't know. Would love to hear you guys thoughts on it because it is a hot topic in this area. Even if you are not from Alabama or the Birmingham area. So call us up 646-668-2714, 646-668-2714. Just to get in a little bit to this, um, to get into this arrest that sent the stock market tumbling today and really wiped out all of the gains for 2018, which were a lot. They started coming back up after a while, but I'll have to look to see exactly what they closed out at. But there is a company in China or a Chinese-based company, I should say, called Huawei. Not Highway. I think it's Huawei. I think that's how you say it. And apparently, the chief financial officer of this company, which is China's 
largest mobile phone marker, a marker maker. Um, this company is kind of known as the Apple of China. This chief financial officer gets arrested, uh, gets arrested by Canadian authorities on behalf of the U.S. We requested this person be arrested, and that's because uh, a long investigation had been conducted about them or this this lady breaching uh, breaching stipulations in within the Iran. Iranian sanctions that we've placed on them for, you know, nuclear programs and whatever else. So they go arrest this chick. And then everybody starts freaking out. Why? Because we are currently in negotiations with China to get this trade deficit on the right track. To get this playing field leveled out which is very important. And we have made tremendous progress, which is why the stock market is is unstable at the news of this, because China is not happy that we made this arrest. China probably knew exactly what this chief financial officer was doing, uh, but they are calling for the release of this woman. Now, that probably won't happen. We're not in the business of releasing people that have done wrong, that are aiding and abetting the enemy. We're not going to do that. Uh, But it seriously could jeopardize these trade talks. I think eventually, this is my personal opinion, that these trade talks will continue to move in the right direction, but there may be a few steps back. I think we're seeing this here. It may take us a little longer to get that stuff hammered out. But at the end of the day, it's all about money. And it's all about exports. And if Donald Trump continues to go to the table and doing what he's doing since day one, which is, hey, we're getting screwed. We've been getting screwed. I hope you enjoyed the time while you were screwing us. But that's over. And if you don't want to play ball, we'll just keep cranking up, cranking up the tariffs. And we'll crank them up and crank them up and crank them up till we can't do it anymore. And at some point, China is going to have to succumb to that pressure. They're not going to have a choice. We will outlast them on that front. It's just a matter of having someone in the White House with the balls to keep pushing forward and saying, we're not we're not giving up. We're not compromising. All we want to do is meet you in the middle. All we want to do is play fair. And until you decide you want to play fair as well, we'll just keep smacking you around. It's almost like for you guys that go out there and fish, guys and girls. When you go out there and fish and you catch a big one and you can't just reel that thing in, just crank it down and just pull it on in. You got to fight with it. You got to let it swim. You got to let it tug and try to get away and all that. Because you're not going to be able to get that thing in the boat or get it on the dock until it's a little bit worn down and it gives up and it lets you pull it in. That's China. Donald Trump's got them on the hook. And they're fighting and they're trying to get away and they don't know what's going on. And he's just letting them swim back and forth until they just get exhausted. And then reels them on in. And boom, 
got the big one. Just like that. So there'll be plenty of news on that front, and we will keep up with that and let you guys know. That's that's kind of breaking news that's going to be happening, uh, I think, throughout the weekend. And uh, again, I go back to if we have breaking news that we need to hit you guys with over the weekend, we'll just go Facebook Live, and then we'll take that Facebook Live, post it here on YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, because this is the last show of the week. We're only doing Monday through Thursday. And so we'll make sure we keep in touch with you guys as we go along. Let me move over to the Mueller stuff real quick. Uh, 646-668-2714. 646-668-2714. Um, Judge Napolitano was on the Dan Abrams show, which is on Sirius XM. And he was talking about... Um, the Mueller probe and what the stuff means with, with Flynn and, and what we've seen over the past week and what it means for Donald Trump and his immediate family, his immediate circle. And he made a rev- revelation that's uh, got a lot of people talking today. Let me play you that real quick so you can hear it from him and not me. How big a deal do you think this is? I agree with you fully. In fact, I think it's uh, it's a huge deal. Not for what's in there, but for for what is redacted. What is also significant is that uh, Flynn became a cooperating witness a long time ago. And the independent counsel, the special counsel reflects that, that he was present almost at the creation of our investigation and was able to guide us in certain areas. I have an idea what that other area may be. Because last week when Michael Cohen pleaded guilty and we all in the media went crazy about it, something else happened that nobody really paid much attention to. And that was a. And don't forget, this is the Dan Abrams show on Sirius XM. I just don't want y'all to think that this is me and I don't want to get sued. Raid on the headquarters of Deutsche Bank in Germany, gathering the eh, loan documents for the past 20 years who is the principal financier of the Trump organization in the past 20 years? Deutsche Bank. Now, I don't know if there's a uh, connection. You know the, the the means by which American federal prosecutors can contact their colleagues across the pond and, and get a uh, get a warrant served. And and this is where you, you get into the weeds with what we talked about yesterday with those two attorney generals that are subpoenaing the IRS and the Trump organization to try to find just something they can hang their hat on. It's the same thing Mueller's doing. The same thing any Democrat wants to do. Anything they can get their hands on. They know deep down in their heart that Donald Trump has done something wrong. There's no way he could have won that election without some sort of nefarious, evil, uh, underhanded, cheating, swindling, uh, screw in the system. There's no possible way he legitimately won the Oval Office. It's not possible. So it's their job. It's their life duty to find the reason that he was able to win the election. All this stuff is kept uh, under wraps until we get to it. Uh, but I think I, I agree with you, Dan. And I would even go one step further and say the president himself should be extremely uncomfortable about this, not for his son or son-in-law as much as for himself. Do you so do you think that any of Trump's inner circles now going to get indicted? Yes, 
I don't know who, but I do know that Donald Jr. has told friends he expects to be uh, indicted. Do you expect he'd be indicted? Yes. And And that's the important part of that clip. Judge Andrew Napolitano, who you guys know from Fox News, uh, he's on there quite a bit. I have uh, a tremendous amount of respect for the guy, and I think he's super smart. I've personally learned a lot from following him especially on issues such as this, but he says that he expects Donald Trump Jr. to be indicted. And he says that he's heard through the grapevines that Donald Trump Jr. himself plans to be indicted by the Mueller team. But Jared Kushner. I don't know about Jared Kushner. I think Jerry Corsi is going to be indicted. I don't know about Roger Stone. I mean, of course, he's been advertising. His right, 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 right. He's been basically begging for an indictment. Right, right. Of course, he's <laughs> practically admitted to the crime by saying, well, I lied, right. but I didn't know it was exactly, a lie. Exactly, right. exactly. And why would you surrender your electronic devices to the government without making them get a warrant? It's beyond me. Right. Unless you thought you were going to be a journalist. Who- so anyway, the moral of the story here is that Napolitano thinks this. Donald Trump Jr., if what he's heard is actually true, uh, anticipates this as well. What does that mean? Well, that means that Mueller would be making his way to try to yet again put the squeeze on Donald Trump. He wants to get his hands on the closest person to Donald Trump that's going to make Trump squirm. Didn't work with Cohen, didn't work with Manafort, didn't work with Flynn. And they had to produce some fruits through that. So they go and find all this unrelated stuff to to charge these people on. Even uh, really found nothing on Michael Flynn, but went through the process anyway and tried to make him cop a plea deal and uh, make him look like some... uh, notoriously horrible, scandalous person that's working with the enemy overseas behind the scenes. But none of those worked. So what's the next step? Who's the closest person to Donald Trump that we could possibly muster up some sort of frivolous, unsubstantiated, uh, absurd charges against? We could get an indictment on somebody and force Donald Trump to to say, you know what? This whole president thing, it's not worth it. It's affecting my family at this point. It's it's affecting my son. You're threatening to throw him in jail. I'm just going to go ahead and resign. That's what they want. That's exactly what they want. And uh, indicted for what? We don't even know. Well, really, we really don't know. The closest thing that anybody that's followed this could could possibly come up with is the, uh, the, the, the Trump Tower meeting and trying to say that he lied to Congress in his testimony, which is proven to be false thus far, that that didn't happen. Not to mention, when all this came out, Donald Trump Jr. is the guy that told everybody what happened. He laid it all out there. He showed emails and everything. 
But I would not be surprised just for the optics, just for the narrative battle, to see the Mueller team go and try to put the squeeze on Donald Trump Jr. in order to make the president squirm. Here's the big difference, though. Say they do. Say they do indict Donald Trump Jr. and try to get him on this bogus charge of, of lying to investigators or, or lying to Congress. Putting Donald Trump Jr. in a legal situation is much more, it, it's much different than doing it to Michael Flynn or doing it to, to Paul Manafort or Michael Cohen or anybody else. Because these people have billions and billions of dollars at their disposal. They're not going to be put in a position like Michael Flynn was where he said, I can't continue to do this because I'm out of money. I can't continue to fight this, which he tried his best. He's like, I don't, I don't have the money to continue to fight this. So I'm just going to have to say, yeah, I lied and I tried to cover something up. Please don't throw me in jail. That's basically the situation Michael Flynn ended up in. He couldn't fight anymore. He didn't have uh, the resources to continue fighting the Mueller team. Don Jr., on the other hand, his resources are endless. He's got more resources than Mueller himself. And when it comes to this, you better believe he's going to fight tooth and nail and he's going to use every one of those resources he possibly can. He's very outspoken on this investigation. He's very outspoken on uh, policies and, and other politicians and, and just politics in general. So we know how he feels. But if they try to pull this, and an indictment only means so much, as you know, it just means that they want to take it to the courts. If they do that, you'll see the battle of the century between the Trump team and the Mueller team. And not necessarily Trump's legal team, but Donald Trump Jr. and his team, whoever that may be, I don't really know. That may be out there. I don't know. But uh, that's uh, a, a bit of news that was put out today. I don't know when that show happened. I think it was, that was on Tuesday. So that was two days ago that Napolitano said that. But a lot of people are talking about that today. And it's a very, very big deal. Outside of that, speaking of legal troubles, Michael Aviante has uh, come to the end of the road on his failed marriage with his wife. Anybody care to know the outcome of that? Michael Aviante will be paying $160,000 a month to his ex-wife in his divorce settlement. He's also losing his Ferrari. You want to talk about a fall from grace, and I think that's probably a a, a poor uh, catchphrase to to use. Because if you never were at grace, you can't fall from it. Um, 
But going from one of the most sought after people, especially in the media and the, the, the realm of the liberals and the Democrats, the guy that that was the poster child for the Democrat Party for so long because he represented Stormy Daniels, who was going to finally take down Donald Trump. He has gone from that to getting countersued for defamation. Now, doubling the settlement on the counter lawsuit. And now he's in a position where he's paying $160,000 a month to his ex-wife. $162,295 per month. And all in all, that's going to amount to $1.9 million up front all that in child support and spousal support to Lisa Story Aviante. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. He got married in 2011, separated in 2017, which will happen when you spend your days hanging out with a porn star while you're married. It's bound to go south at some point. But that's uh, very entertaining stuff. We're going to take a break, come back on the other side, talk to you guys at 646-668-2714. 646-668-2714. If you've got any thoughts on the Hoover protest, any thoughts on the Mueller investigations, any thoughts on anything, give us a call. 646-668-2714. Y'all hang tight.
since then he started checking out the GOP. My buddy found him in Des Moines. Eating corn dogs at a Romney rally. His bumper sticker says it all. In 2012, I support Brian Paul. Presidential picks and political kicks. We're getting in the habit of feeling at the ballot. Presidential picks and political kicks. Bobby or Betty, Huntsman or Romney. share his views he tweets and he blogs and keeps up with the news see even as a facebook page a political junkie and a digital age we heard he had quite a hoot knocking on doors in new hampshire for newt but now he wears a sweater vest supports santorum and he says he's the best Presidential picks and political kicks We're getting in the habit of feeling out the ballot Presidential picks and political kicks Bachman or Perry, Huntsman or This report is brought to you by the Pancake King. Look out for a crash with two course sandwiches at Green Valley Road. How is this even possible right now? The Mountain Brook Pancakes confirms that a two course sandwich crash at Pump House Road overpass. Unbelievable, but true. We've got three hot, fluffy golden pancakes in the left and right lanes. That may be the cause of the crash. I'm Kathy. Egg white with your... How is this even possible? Traffic on Superstation 101. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. All right, hey now, it's our number two of Over the Line, Andrew McLean with you. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. 
We got our, uh, our JFK intro back. Now, I don't know how long we'll be able to do that. And I didn't do it in the past because YouTube's always sending me emails and they're like, you're playing copyrighted music. Stop it. And I'm like, no, you stop it. You stop sending me emails. How about that? Please don't take down this video. That's basically what I say to them. And they haven't done it yet, so who knows if that's going to happen or not. But there it is. I just don't feel right without it, so I, I've, I've got to do something. Got to do something. Got to have it. Y'all got to have it. I got to have it. So uh, there it is. There it is. Uh, let's see. 646-668-2714. 646-668-2714. That is the number to get you in. So give us a call, hit us up, or just talk in the chat room. That's okay, too. That is quite all right. Also, add us on the Facebook if you don't have us over the line and overthelineshow.com. Actually, if you'll just go to overthelineshow.com, it's got everything you need on there as far as where to find us on Facebook and Twitter and, and here and all that. Also, uh, as you man Murph over here is listening on Blog Talk, you can listen there as well. There's not really a chat, but uh, that's where we get our phone lines and stuff. So you can actually go to the Blog Talk page, which I don't know the, the actual URL from it. Um, but if you can find it, it's got uh, the number and, and everything else you need to do to call. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, we've got a, a new thing called... Anchor, okay? Now, Anchor is, is a site that allows people to upload podcasts. Now, what I was trying to do, I'm going to just go ahead and delete this stuff. Yes, delete. And also, okay, we did it. Anchor is a, uh, is a, a podcast site where people uh, create a podcast show and they upload it on there and all that. And it's just, it's audio, no video. And we wanted to, to have something to give you guys the opportunity to, to listen to just the audio because nobody, it, it's hard to sit here on, on YouTube and watch a video, not to mention it's not like anything crazy is happening on this video. You're just staring at me while I talk. Um, we wanted you guys to have that opportunity. So also the opportunity to download the audio of the show and take it with you in the event that you're you're out of data for the month or you're in uh you know the middle of nowhere and you don't have a signal, you want to have it on hand where you can listen to it and not uh, have to have a, a signal. Anchor is going to allow us to do that. So if you go look on our social media, we've got it posted on there. And let me see if I can find the actual anchor um anchor link that you would need i believe let's see let's look at this profile here anchor.fm slash over the line so anchor.fm slash over the line that is our official anchor page and after each show uh at some point during the night we will upload the newest show to that and you can listen there now, if you plan on doing this from your phone and not your desktop, 
you will need to download the app, but I would not steer you guys wrong. I would not send you to download an app if um, if it was a bunk app. If it was a crappy app, it's got a bunch of ads on it, I would not send you all to that. This Anchor.fm, good app, quality stuff, especially if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to. There's tons of them. Now, anybody and everybody can put their podcasts on there, so it's not like all of them are good, but there's a lot on there. So, uh, P. Diddy in the house on the YouTube video. P. Diddy, what's happening? I think I surprised myself last time. Uh, I didn't realize he had a YouTube channel, but maybe he, maybe I did know that. Anyway, P. Diddy, y'all, uh, y'all go subscribe to P. Diddy's channel. I don't know what's on there, so uh, beware. But he's got his, he's got his own YouTube channel. I got to get on top of that and help him produce some videos and get that hooked up. He may be like this one kid. The uh, what's uh, what's the Ryan's toy review? Is that the kid's name? Who he, he gets these toys and he just plays with them and tells people what he thinks of them on video, and he makes twenty two million dollars a year. He's YouTube's highest earner. Like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of just buying my kid a bunch of toys and video and playing with it? I could be making $22 million a year. That's crazy. Craziness. Anyway. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get back at it. Um, where are we at? Oh, we talked about Michael Aviante last uh, last segment. We also talked about what Judge Napolitano said about uh, Trump Jr. expecting to be indicted. We talked about the arrest of the financial, uh, the chief financial officer at that Chinese phone maker company and how it sent the stocks plummeting. Also, the protest in Hoover that continue day after day, night after night. Uh, and that will be one we continue to follow. I mentioned at the top of the show about a cat fight that ensued between Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo last night. And it was one of the more <laughs> it was one of the most precious things I've ever seen on CNN. First of all, we told y'all that we uh that, that Chris Cuomo's got the highest watched uh, show on CNN after only having his show for six months. He is the, he has the highest ratings of, of all the jabronis on CNN. Anyway, these two last night, they, when they, when Don Lemon ends his show and he hands it over to Chris Cuomo, they have like a split screen and they kind of talk back and forth as they swap from one show to the other. Uh, they're talking about how beautiful the, uh, the ceremony was that the celebration of life was for George H.W. Bush, right? And uh, Don Lemon, who can never help himself, decides to start using that memorial service to bash Donald Trump. And Chris Cuomo was a little taken aback by it. He's like, man, come on, don't be petty. Why are you a petty Betty? What's wrong with you, cuz? And Don Lemon didn't let up and it went back and forth. And it was just, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen this kind of entertainment on CNN. I think ever. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, See, even he thinks so. It was amazing. 
Anyway, here we go. So can we talk about, I don't know who's in control, your control room and my control room, but if we had the, the, Yours. We got the picture. Okay. It's your show, brother. So what we've, you got? Got, we've got the picture of the presidents, and um, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. The Obamas are really classy folks because I don't know if I could be so, so if, we put, can, if we can put that up. The Obamas are really classy folks. Um, it's hard for them to not want to look at us the whole time. Them. No, no, so no. the Obamas, what did you see that you want people to be reminded of? I want to say that I don't think I would shake hands with them. I don't know. I would just, nope, couldn't do it. I'm not that big a person. I would hope that I would be. I'm not that big. I wouldn't shake his hand. But I don't... Uh, I can't fake the funk, as I say. I'm not saying the Obamas did that, but they're there. Fake the funk? Is that a thing? Never heard that. Go right there. Oh, I don't think it's about faking the funk. I yeah. think it's about showing respect for something bigger than them. Uh, Why the would they do it when he doesn't? But I understand what oh, you're saying. On. That's not. Oh, here we go. Cat fight. Measure. No, that's not. But they can they can they show what are you talking about chris they show respect for the office yes the way they conducted themselves yes. in office no scandal there yes. was no trash there was no affair there was no- well <laughs> here we go again there was no scandal in the obama white house no scandal no trash except for that time obama was giving a speech and the rapper he invited ankle bracelets started going off or any of the other 20 scandals that Obama was involved in. And they show the ultimate respect for the office. They do not have to show respect for someone who does not respect them. Someone who tweets out pictures of them behind bars of the president's. You don't have to show respect for for that kind. Oh, the day when that comes, when these people are behind bars. Person here. Let me show you what I would have done. You don't have to. Let me show you. I want to show you something. Let me show you what I would have done. Okay, come here. Come here, Don. Come here, Don. Poor Don. Okay, so he had his producer walk up and stretch out his hand, and then Don Lemon just turned the other way, showing how easy it would would be to snub somebody and not uh, acknowledge them. You're petty and small. Not petty and small. That's real, brother. That's real. And, and, and real it petty shows and you small. this is not. Nope. <laughs> just call him, called him petty and small. Real petty and small. Nah, this is not about ideology. This is about the way someone conducts himself. If you constantly called me names and were you were rude to me mm-hmm. and you did petty why should i have to show you respect i'm at sending all? you a poem you're not showing me a re, you're not showing me respect. I, I don't i'm gonna care rec- about poems. i'm gonna recite I'm talking a poem about you. reality yeah i know but you know what poetry is reality you know there's a beauty to life that sometimes transcends what's obvious and angry in the moment it's how weird these people are they get in a fight and he's like let me send you a poem don't you like a poem i don't want a poem but i'm gonna send you a poem poems are reality and what you saw with the, the Obamas, Obamas is, are beautiful people. And yeah, and they showed that today because Donald <laughs> yeah, Trump, they did. I, Donald Trump t- cast them out. He said they were less than he threw yeah. aspersions on Obama that were completely calculated to dehumanize him. To mm-hmm. pl- and it was only because he's black, blah, 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 blah. The bigotries. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. That's yeah. what the birther movement was about. That's all it was about. Mm-hmm. That's what it was always about. And you want me to shake your hand? They showed <laughs> that love. <laughs> And their decency yeah. and respect wins. Yeah. And they brought him in, even though he yeah. tried to keep them out. Well, and that is the greatness of a man. That's why he's president and I'm not. Just call me Petty McPetty.
because I would not have shaken, and I wouldn't care what the world said. If you are not it. taking the rose by the thorns. <laughs> Patty, Patty. Patty, Patty. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because of uh, Trump's derogatory, mean, mean-spirited comments toward the Obamas or towards Barack Obama while he was president and while on the campaign trail and even after that because and and they didn't they never used the R word racist but it's what they were thinking it's really what they're always thinking they never said it but that's what they're thinking and that begs the question that if you have, and, and we'll just use the exact situation, a black president, is he free from criticism just because of the color of his skin? Is that the way it works? Because isn't that actually racism in itself? To say because of the color of your skin, you're superior in some aspect. You are superior because you are above criticism. You're above reproach. You can't be criticized because of the color of your skin. If that's your thought process then you believe you are better than someone with a different skin color. That would be racism. So why is it? If it's not racism, what is it? What is it to say that if you are a black man in power, we're, we're, we're talking about the president, President Obama here, and there are several other instances we could go with, several other people we could go with. If you are African-American, why are you immune from criticism when everybody else not only has to take the criticism, but almost uh, you're almost obligated to criticize them? Why is that? Couldn't anybody answer that for me? 646-668. 2714 646-668-2714. That is the number. Uh, give it a call. Give it a ring. And uh, we'll discuss. Ben Shapiro did the same thing. Well, he did the same thing in the, 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 the sense of using the the H.W. Bush funeral to trash the president. And I know you're thinking, Ben Shapiro, but he's a conservative. Deep down, he he actually hates the president. He has to fight the urge, number one, because of his audience, but number two, all the winning. The results of, of, of the actions of this president is what keeps him clinging on and 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 having to support Donald Trump. But here's what Ben Shapiro said 
Uh, let me find his tweet. He says, it's a picture of the front row at the funeral, and it is Trump, Melania, then it's Obama and uh, Michelle, and then Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, all sitting in a row right there in that order. Ben Shapiro tweets that picture and says, there are 330 million people in America. These three dudes are the best we could come up with. And the latest alternative was the terrible lady on the end. Referring to Hillary Clinton, obviously. So he's saying that those three presidents there are the, the it was absurd that that's the best we could come up with uh, for, for presidents and included uh, Donald Trump on that. Um, he caught a lot of heat for bashing Trump and, and, and putting him in the group of Big Willie and Hussein Obama. He caught a lot of heat for that, but he caught even more heat for doing that at the funeral of George H.W. Bush. Now, I say at the funeral. He wasn't at the funeral, but he used a picture from the funeral and posted it during the funeral to make that point. Not a good move. Ben Shapiro, very, very smart guy. Very intelligent. There's a lot to be learned from Ben Shapiro. But why would you do that? That's not a smart move. I just I have to go back to the the Dick the Dixie Chicks or you know the, the the Christian artist that said she don't know if she don't think gay marriage is is a sin or whatever. When are y'all gonna learn to know your audience? Is it that hard? Now, when I say know your audience, I'm not telling you to be disingenuous or to say things you don't actually believe. I'm not telling you to put on a, 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 a facade for the audience because they believe one way and you believe the other. You have your audience because nine times out of ten, they agree with what you think. What you thought before they came to you and they started following you, they agreed with it. That's why they're watching. 90%. They're watching because they agree with you. But at the same time, this right here was completely unnecessary. You didn't have to do that. People know that Ben Shapiro is lukewarm on Donald Trump because of his past comments or whatever. But to do that and then do it during the George H.W. Bush uh, memorial, just an all-around bad call. And, and maybe it's me. I just assumed that Ben Shapiro was smarter than that. Murph said Ben Shapiro is an elitist, and I can't really disagree with that whatsoever. He is an elitist. He's a guy, and, and if we go to go into the history of, of Ben Shapiro, there's a lot of stuff people can criticize about him and how he rose to prominence. But it's just a bad move. 
an all-around bad move, and, and I just I can't wrap my mind around why people can't grasp the whole know your audience thing. It's not that hard. All right, 646-668-2714. 646-668-2714. That'll get you in. Make sure you hit us up. Also, go to overthelineshow.com. Hook that up. Follow us on the social media. Make sure you subscribe to this video if you are new to the YouTube page. Get with us. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter at the bottom. Get all the emails you need, updates about this show. We're going to be sending those out very soon. And we'll go from there. Quick break. More show coming up right after this. of absolute control and that's why we're just out here doing simple things pointing out that we're meant to be in nature and be natural and this is where we find the source that god made to transcend the new world order and that's why they want to try to keep us out of it i'm Stay. 
I was watching Fox News as I worked out this morning. Over the line show. Over the line show.com. Can't always get what you want. Uh, for those of you asking about the last song, that was was actually a video they put together with a bunch of different Alex Jones clips, things he actually said and turned it into a, a folk song. It's it's hilarious if you watch it. It's, just look up Alex Jones' folk song. So funny. So funny. Again, overthelineshow.com. All of the, the info about where we're at on social media, you can find there. You can also add me, myself, on the Facebooks by just looking up Andrew McClain. You see this mug on there? Then that's me. That's me, cuz. 646 668 2714. 646 668 Memorial service outside of Ben Shapiro looking like an idiot outside of Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo's sissy cat fight. We've got some other things. One of those other things is Florida Georgia line. Well, there's the music again. Florida Georgia line. One, the, the, they've got... I don't know how many singers they've got in that band. There's a couple. Well, one of those couple, uh, Tyler Hubbard is the guy's name. I brought this up yesterday or the day before. I can't remember, but apparently he made a comment about how background checks need to be implemented for private gun sales. And they said, and... Um, flea markets and gun shows and all this and that, which shows you how educated he really is on the topic. So he caught a bunch of backlash, 
caught a bunch of heat, was getting hammered on social media from people that uh, were fans of his, fans of his his band. And uh, he decided to take to Instagram and clarify, clarify his comments. Do y'all want to hear what um, Luke Hubbard or Tyler Hubbard, whatever his name is, y'all want to hear what he said on Instagram? Y'all want to hear what he's got to say? Well, ask no more. What's up, everybody? One more quick video just to clear up any confusion that I may have caused in my last couple videos. I just want to say, as far as the universal background checks go, uh, yes, it's a legal obligation for anyone that carries a federal firearm license, which is a lot of gun shops. But as far as personal sellers, it's not legal. Uh, it's not a legal obligation for them to run background checks. So gun shows, flea markets, um, anybody that's selling guns privately, it's not a legal obligation yet. And I think that's kind of the issue at hand here. That's what Tom's is really trying to address. Um, as far as the Second Amendment goes, the right to bear arms, that's something I take very serious. I don't want to lose my right to bear arms. I don't want anybody else to lose that right. And that's why these conversations are being had in the first place. Um, I'm not saying I know it all, guys. I'm not perfect. But I think these conversations are important. I think this is also not going to solve every issue. But I think it's a place to start. It says that we care. Um, and it's a step in the right direction. So enough with the hateful comments. Oh, what's up, everybody? One more. Oh, explain again. Oh, God. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, oh, my head. My head is, is pounding. That's a lot of stupidity. In one 60 second Instagram clip. I mean, a lot. So now we. The American citizens are forced to decide which is worse. And this is not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy for any of us. But I want you to seriously consider this because this is a question that needs to be answered by each and every person. Which is worse? Listening to Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line talk about gun control or listening to Florida Georgia Line's music. Now don't don't just throw an answer at me. I want you to really think about that. Which is worse? I just discovered both give me a headache. But that's a tight race. And you've got on the one side, they don't necessarily talk about gun control in their music. But their music is like nails on a chalkboard with Hillary Clinton doing backup vocals. And on the other side is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with male parts. That's the two sides. Wow. You know, this one kills me. I, I got us. I, I don't listen to country music. I, I'm 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 fairly well versed in country music knowledge because I grew up uh, 
listening to country music. Anybody that grew up in, in the South, usually your parents had you listening to country music or whatever, but I didn't hang on to it. I didn't take it into my teenage and adult years. I kind of left it behind, but I got mad respect for it. And I don't hate country music. It's just not my cup of tea. It's not quite heavy enough, if you will. But what I do know is that if you are going to be a successful country artist, and I say this, this may not be the case anymore. If you're going to be a successful country artist, shouldn't you be somewhat country? Shouldn't you, when you're not on the stage, when you're not playing guitar and you're not doing a show, shouldn't you be somewhat country? Shouldn't you be pro-Second Amendment, anti-gun control, pro-drinking beer, pro-driving trucks and mudding and tailgating, and not putting out crappy music like your Ariana Grande and telling people that we need universal background checks? The thing that hurts the most to listen to that kind of stuff is probably the fact that he's made it known he doesn't really know what he's talking about as far as when and where background checks go down for purchasing firearms. I don't know if y'all been to a gun show lately, but... Usually, you're going to have to fill out some paperwork before you purchase your gun. But outside of that, if you go back to, to what we talked about yesterday, and, and his his philosophy, his, his thought process here, ironically mirrors the Democrats in the House and what they've proposed as, as their upcoming agenda which is making private gun sales illegal. This is what he's saying. Making private gun sales illegal or requiring background checks for private gun sales. It's the exact same thing. So I can't help but think that Democrats, whether this be on a state level in, in, in Tennessee or on a federal level, have gotten to this guy with the intentions of who else do we need to bring to our side? Who Who's the demographic that we haven't been able to get on to, get, get a hold of and bring to our side and get to vote for us so we can gain power? Because they got their left-wing wackadoodle liberals, progressives, they got them locked in. They're not going to vote for Republicans. They're going to vote for Democrats every time. So the Democrats say, what can we do to go get Republicans to come over here? Let's infiltrate country music and get country music artists to talk to those Republicans and tell them that they need to side with us because what we're doing over here, what we're proposing is in their best interest. Chances are that's what happened. 
Chances are that's what happened. I believe that happened after the Las Vegas shooting as well. Democrats are notorious for not letting bodies get cold before they take advantage of a crisis. So you know you had Democrats in the ear of people like Jason Aldean and others that spoke out against Second Amendment rights or were proposing more gun control. They didn't come up with that logic just on a whim because they knew what it could do to their career. They were gotten a hold of. They got got. Got a hold of by gun-grabbing leftist wackos that tell them, hey, you see what happened in Las Vegas? This is all we're trying to do is prevent that. All the things we said that we want to do, all the things we've been trying to propose, it was just to stop this. We knew this kind of thing was going to happen. So it's time for you to come to our side. It's all tactics. It's all a playbook from the left. I spend a lot of time studying the playbook of the Democrats. Now, that's not to say that the Democrats actually have a printed playbook that you can buy at Barnes & Noble, although there are some books that probably give you some good insight on that. But I spend a lot of time studying what they do, what moves they make, the things they say, the things, the, the, the legislation they propose. And when you do that, it does one of two things. One, it makes you cynical. And you get to the point where you question every single thing they do. But two, you gain a wealth of knowledge that prepares you to call their bluff. And to call the bluff of anybody you might be having a discussion or an argument with over these issues. As hard as it is, as I've told you time and time again, I think it's very educational to watch channels like MSNBC and CNN. Not educational in the sense of you're going to learn what's actually happening in the world, like they say they put on their airwaves. But it's educational in the sense of you learn the left. And that may be that maybe that needs to be our new uh, campaign. Learn the left. Hashtag learn the left. We'll we'll make that our new saying. I'll probably forget about it tomorrow. We'll put learn the left. Hashtag learn the left. We'll put it on some t-shirts. You get to know their playbook. And you're able to call them on their crap. But this right here, and as Murph says, Democrats are in charge of Hollywood. They're in charge of the music industry. And they've leveraged that ownership, if you will, or that market that they've cornered to infiltrate country music to then speak to the country music fans. They can't do it directly because they're completely detached from all reality. 
you saw uh, Maisie Hirono talking about how Democrats are just so smart, they overlook some things. We have to tell people how smart we are, but we got to we gotta talk to their heart, too. Sometimes we don't do that. That's all Democrats do is talk to the heart. They don't dabble in facts or reality or logic. It's all about emotion. Everything is based on emotion. All decisions based on emotion. I'm sure most of y'all can tell me that some of the worst decisions you've made in your life were 100% based on emotion. Right? Some of y'all are going, mm-hmm. Mm, amen. Amen, Andrew. Exactly right. We've all done it. We've all thrown logic out the window and based on a decision or two or 200 on emotion. And it usually brings you nothing but problems. That's why Democrat policies are not successful. That's why they'll never be successful. Saving the environment. Oh, can you think of these poor polar bears? Just imagine it. It hurts my heart that these polar bears are dying in the cold waters of the Antarctic as their ice caps melt away. Oh, my emotions, my feels, my heart. That's what they do. And really, if you think about it, music is an emotional thing. You listen to music because it gives you this sort of emotional, I don't mean in a sad way, but emotional feeling where it's good emotion, excited, sad, whatever. In my case, angry metal slipknot, it gives you some kind of emotion. So what better tool for the Democrats to use than music and country music at that? You'll be seeing more of that happening as we go. Speaking of the polar bears, PETA, your friendly organization, PETA, is now saying that bring home the bacon is as bad as racism as well as anti-gay slurs. So for those of you, for those of you that are using the term bring home the bacon, whether you're actually bringing home the bacon or not, just know you might as well be saying the F word. It's just as bad. This is actually why I love PETA so much. Not because they're out saving the world or saving animals. It's because they do things like this. They are trying to change the way people speak about animals. Because the lives of animals will be wholly unchanged by that. But if, if it might make people unhappy, it would serve PETA's goal. PETA wants us to stop saying these things. Kill two birds with one stone. That's a derogatory towards animals. No more saying that. How about feed two birds with one scone? No saying that. That's out. You can no longer say beat a dead horse. 
Can't do it. It's like saying anti-gay slurs. It's like saying racial slurs. They say instead of beat a dead horse, they want you to say feed a fed horse. Feed a fed horse. And instead of saying bring home the bacon, they want you to say, they want you to say, bring home the bagels. Y'all writing that down? Instead of kill two birds with one stone, you got to say, feed two birds with one scone. Instead of beat a dead horse, you got to say, feed a fed horse. And then replace bring home the bacon with bring home the bagels. Now, if I'm sitting at the house and I ask my girlfriend to bring home some bacon, like actual bacon, and she brings home bagels instead, I'm going to be highly upset. And I realize that's a little more dramatic than just saying the phrase, but I feel like there's some sort of connection there where it's just not fair that we can't say bring home the bacon. Now, there's more There's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh, wait. I can't say that. Um, it's possible PETA has hit the bullseye with these suggestions. I personally would be willing to compromise and kill two birds with one stone or beat a fat horse to death. But when it comes to bacon, I think PETA is just, they're just going to have to go screw themselves and the horse they rode in on. And that's all I got to say about that. Outside of PETA, feminist. There is a feminist pastor you get ready for this. This is a little derogatory, although I try to keep it PG here on Over the Line. Um, this is from the Christian Post. Uh, a lady by the name of Bowles Weber, who is the founding pastor of Denver's House for All Sinners and Saints, which is a church that. Uh, apparently prides themselves on accepting all people. I guess I would think most churches do that. Some don't, but most churches, all churches should. This one prides themselves as allowing anybody and everybody in. Unless you're probably Republican or believe everything in the Bible. Uh, she announced on Twitter that her... Hold on, let me let me let me back up. This pastor from that Denver's House of All Sinners and Saints is calling on women to send her their Christian purity rings so that she can make herself ready for this a vagina statue. She wants Christians to mail her their purity rings 
So she can make a giant vagina statue. Here's what she said on uh, Twitter. Beginning November 12th until December 17th, you'll have the opportunity to send in your purity rings to be melted down and recast into a golden vajayjay. Really? She said the sculpture will be unveiled at the 2019 Makers Conference. Those that send in their purity rings, they will receive a certificate of impurity as well as a shameless impurity ring. Now, if you're asking what a purity ring is, uh, some evangelicals, they refer to it such as a promise ring or a chastity ring. It's just one of those deals. But this Bowles Weber pastor, pastor, um, she explains her desire to, to take down the in evangelical purity culture at the 2018 Makers Conference. She was speaking with Huffington Post. She said her position is one of determining for herself what is good, not what others dictate. This thing about women that the church has tried to hide and control, and that is a canvas on which other people can write their own righteousness, it's actually ours. This part of me is mine, and I get to determine what is good for it, and if it's beautiful, and how I use it in the world. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's how church works, actually. I don't think that's how the Bible works. But apparently, this lady thinks so. At the Denver's house of sinner and saints and everything else. With her big golden vagina statue. Best of luck with that, as Murph said. She's probably going to get struck with by lightning. I got to imagine the statue may uh, be quite the lightning rod. I don't know how big it's going to be. But you might not want to stand too close to it. At least if you're going to be at the unveiling ceremony. I would try to uh, avoid that, if possible. Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. All right, guys, that's it. We are out of here for the week. Again, if we have any major breaking news, we'll go uh, we'll go Facebook Live and we'll talk about it. So make sure you add us on all the social media outlets. And uh, we'll be there. At Andrew McLean, who on Twitter, over the line on Facebook. And uh, check out our anchor. Our anchor profile, anchor.fm slash over the line. 
All that and plenty more coming back at you next week. Overthelineshow.com is where you'll get everything, so hook it up. Until Monday, see you, Carl.